Good afternoon, and thank you for uh, signing in again to Expansion of Consciousness. Uh, we're going to be bringing you a very, very special guest uh, this evening, uh, Nico Logan. Uh, this guy is loaded with a lot of talent, um, a lot of spirit, uh, but but more more importantly, he has a message for men. He has a message for those who are uh, needing to be coached, those who are needing uh, that extra step, that extra drive. Uh, we're going to talk about a little of everything tonight. We'll talk about a little psychedelics. We're going to talk about a little, uh, you know, uh, purpose without meaning uh, in men's life. I mean, you name it. Uh, Nico and I will discuss it. Uh, he's a fellow podcaster. Uh, he's an entrepreneur. Uh, also, uh, Nico is an author as well, so we'll get into all of that. Uh, but without any further ado, let me just tell you a little bit about Nico. Uh, Nico Lavin is an entrepreneur, men's coach, Muay Thai instructor, author, and the host of his controversial podcast, The Nico Logan Show. He's an avid uh, meditator and believes in the power of psychedelics like ayahuasca and philosophy. Uh, psycho- uh, psilocybin uh, mushroom. Nico believes in the connection between the mind, body, and spirit. There are only, uh, there are all one and one should be treated as all when you talk about the mind, the body, and the spirit. But through meditation and visualization and self-hypnosis, anyone can strengthen this connection if you try all of those. Nico finished writing his first book entitled Purpose. Okay. Purpose, guys. How, how following your life, how following your personal legend is the answer to your midlife crisis. Amit uh, at men between the ages of 35 and 45 who already possess the five virtues of a man, provider, protector, courage, temperance, and faith. Now, facing an existential crisis referred to by many as midlife crisis, these men are realizing that they are one day going to die. Begging the question, is there something more than this daily grind? So Nico's book explains what that's all about and how the solution is to find your purpose. So without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring Nico on. There he is, Nico. What's going what's on, going man? On? What's going on? What's going on? Nothing much. I am excited to have you here. Uh, it's a different twist from my audience, but we still know that you do meditation. We still Absolutely. know that you visualize and we still know you understand uh, uh, hypnosis and psychedelics. So we're going to have a great conversation on top of everything else that you do, my brother. Sounds like a plan to me. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And, and I guess one of the first things um, I want to talk to you about, you know, we, I was reading your bio, and it's a lot of interesting things that you have been involved with, uh, things that you're currently uh, doing right now. And one of the things that stood out to me is, you know, you're, 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 uh, you're basically putting a statement out there. I help young men become good men, and good men become great men. Can you talk to me about that a little bit? And, of course, I want to understand how all this started for you. Well, that's probably the easiest way to explain it is I, I grew up with a fa- without a father when I was around 14 years old. My parents got divorced. My father left. I saw him a handful of time after uh, after he left and before he died, actually. And I, let's just say that the lack of father figure sent me on a journey where, you know, as men, we look 
for mentors. Naturally, right. we do it. It's unconsciously at that age. I did not know, but we always are looking. We always are searching. And yeah, the search for a mentor, for a father figure led me through drugs, led me through addiction, led me through selling drugs, led me through quitting school, literally doing everything except getting caught and going to jail. That's, I would say that's the only thing that I'm very grateful about is that I did not, I did not get arrested, but all the stupid things that you can think of, I've done it. And it made me realize as I grew older that it was because of a lack of a father figure because of, I did not have somebody to teach me the ropes. And one of the things that I say all the time that people don't like to hear, but it's still a fact that a single mother cannot teach a boy how to become a man in the same way that a single father cannot teach his daughter how to become a woman. But it is their job to find people that can fill that role for them. They should know how to find people to help them. You know, the expression that it takes a village to raise a child. Well, this is something I strongly, strongly believe in. And yeah, this is this is what started it all. I just I, I want to do my best. I want to be hopefully because of technology now, it's easier for people to find mentors, at least to find people they can look up to. And hopefully I can help some young men out there, can help some good men become great, young men become good. And yeah, this is this is a summary of what actually happened. So 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 Nico, you're currently traveling the US uh in an RV. Yes, sir. Um uh, with your girlfriend and, y- and your rescue dog. Yep. Give give me a little purpose behind this mission. Um uh, this, you know, the, the traveling. Um, obviously we have a beautiful country we live in. Uh, we know mm-hmm. that. But yeah. well, talk to me about that a little bit. Uh the dream started about 10 years ago. And I wanted to move to Costa Rica, which I I went to see it, but met my ex-wife down there. So I ended up getting married, coming back to Canada, getting married. And uh, even after I got divorced, the the dream never died, right? Right. And a few years ago, when COVID happened in Canada, we got some really nasty lockdown where I, I was a sales engineer by trade. Like for 12 years, I was in front of customers day in day out selling high-end telecommunication services and all the um, all our meetings went from face-to-face to zoom so i decided to leave the city move to my investment house in the middle of nowhere and i spent two and a half years there developing uh developing my skills as a podcaster i developed a brand like an apparel brand i developed coaching and yeah my girlfriend uh my girlfriend at the, at the end, she moved in with me and we decided to just leave because we did not like what the government did during COVID. We didn't like feeling like we were at their mercy. So we just right. said, you know what? I can't control what they do, but I can control where I stay. So we decided to leave in order to find a place where we belong. So now we're just traveling, seeing what we like. And at the same time, I, I'm i taking advantage of it because I do a lot of all my podcasts are done face to face. I do a lot of street interviews. I do a lot of um, recording in live situations. So this is a perfect set. It's a perfect place. It's a perfect way to just travel. And between you and I, all of all of what I do is under my production company. So basically, my trip is paid for by it's it's all on the it's all on the on the books of one of the companies that I started. So right, yeah, 
We're having you fun. running. You're running all these businesses. Uh, why are you on the yeah. road? But yeah. let's talk about the 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 Nico uh, Lagan show. Yeah. Uh, and let's just get into that. Let's talk about how that <laughs> was formulated. And uh, and I watched some of it. I'm like, okay, okay, I love it. <laughs> let's say there's no taboo there. Like I. I, I probably recorded, I'd say, about 150-ish podcasts over the past two years. It's, uh -huh. I tried all different type of um, of subject to see what I felt good with. And yeah, this one I started about, what, three months ago, maybe? No, no, sorry, mo more than that. Maybe six months ago. And yeah, I just meet people that I find inspiring. Like I've had the pleasure of meet of sitting down with fighters that I used to watch fight. I'm a big fight fan. Like I've been okay. around fighters my whole life. Right. And I got the chance to sit down with guys that I used to watch fight 10 years ago in the UFC. Like it's, it's just incredible. I just, I'm meeting so many cool people and yeah, it's all about, it's really all about finding guests that live their purpose, that live their life in a way that, it was theirs because the biggest regret and most people don't know this, but the biggest regret of the dying is that they did not live the li the life they wanted to live. They live their life as per others expectations. And I absolutely refuse to do that. I've never done that my whole life and I'm not going to start now. Well, I think it's, so, I think it's cool. <laughs> well, you know, I got the, I got balls. If there's one thing I have is I'm all heart. I'm all balls. If I want something, I'm going to do what it, what it needs to happen in order to, to make it a reality. But yeah, all the people I talk to are all uh, interesting people in a way that they don't live typical life, but they're extremely successful. Most of them are entrepreneurs. They've been very successful at what they do, but they do have um, uh, opinions that might not be mainstream. Well, not mainstream anymore, at least. Well, let's talk about your book for a little while. And I and I had a little error a minute ago was trying to share your book. But let's talk about the book Purpose. And, yeah, you know, give us enlighten the audience uh, about this book. Obviously, we've heard of an incredible amount of purpose that you've had uh, and, and currently your adventures right now. But tell us a little bit about uh, the book and, um, you know, what what can they the viewers uh, look forward to? Well, when I was in, um, when I was in isolations, I actually spent a lot of time by myself thinking about my life, what I wanted, where I was going. And it kind of struck me because most of us, most of the people that have careers, that have families, that have just people they need to provide for, we tend to get stuck in a situation where we just do work. We just work. So for years upon years, 10, 15 years, we're grinding, we're grinding, we're grinding, we're just doing what needs to be done. And then, you know, the midlife crisis, we, we've made a big, we, we've, we've turned it into a joke. We, we really are making fun of men going through their midlife crisis because at the end of the day, that's what it is. But yeah. to me, it's, you know, like anything, in my opinion, pain is the, is the greatest teacher. So instead of getting fat, losing your hair, trying to go after younger women and divorcing and looking for a sports car. I, <laughs> I, 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 no, but that's, that's how most people deal with it. Right. Yes, but, at the, yes. but at the end of the day, what's going on is it's a existential crisis. You are wondering, you realize that you don't have that much time left. Like I'm 40 years old. So basically I'm halfway there. Yes. What it did not hit me as hard as it does other people. Cause I've always lived my life the way I wanted to live it. I've never let other people tell me what I can and cannot do. I can, yeah. I will say 
what I can and cannot do. But when you're 40 and you've been grinding for so long, you've been a good man, you're a provider, you've been doing what you were supposed to do. It's time to think about yourself. You know, to me, a good man is selfless. He will put his families first. He will put the, the, um, the needs of his family first. But when you get 35 to 45, it's okay to become selfish. You've been selfless for so long. It's time to take the time to get to know you again. Because a lot of us, I don't know for you, maybe I can ask you the question. When you, um, when you look in the mirror in the morning, do you see how you feel like? Like what your exterior is showing you, is it how you feel inside? Well, I mean, you know, for me, I don't look at exterior. Um, I only see light. You know, so, you know, and secondly, I've removed ego a long time ago. And there ego allows us to recognize things. It it categorizes the way we mm -hmm. uh, we see each other or we see things. So I got some very interesting books to throw at you um, that talks about the death of the human ego mm -hmm. and the conversation we're going to have in the middle in a, in a minute about psychedelics. Mm -hmm. um, that sort of uh, helped me come face to face with my ego. So to answer your question. Uh, when I look in a mirror, I just I see love and I see light and success. I just look at it a little bit differently, you know. But this is the way you should look at it. But the average yeah. person does not look at it like that. They don't. The average, no, the average person looks at them and look at themselves in the mirror and they're like, wow, I got old because that's not yeah. how they feel on the inside. And this to me is the perfect indication that you have spent too much time not thinking about yourself. So the whole the whole book, to, quite frankly, is how to become selfless, how you were selfless, how to become selfish yes. in order to become selfless again, because there is it, the biggest gift you can give people is yourself, but your true self, what you actually are, not what you think you are, but what you were actually put here to do. And that's the purpose. That's the whole point of the book is to help you find what your purpose is and grow some balls to actually go after it. Because that's the hard part. Wow. Now, I want the audience to do a reset. You're listening to the expansion of consciousness. And I have Nico um, uh, Lagan uh, here with me today. And the book, Purpose, um, look at the link below, lnk.bio backslash Nico Lagan. Hit that link, folks. It gives you uh, a number of his uh, social media platforms that he's on. Also, it connects you directly to his website. Press this link, please, and go check out Nico. Nico has an awesome podcast as well, but we're going to get into some of the real cool stuff <laughs> right now. And uh, and this is what my viewers want to know about you, Nico. Okay, so you're an avid meditator. Mm. Let's talk about that a little bit. You know, I'm a transcendental meditator. Uh, I do TM. And um, the things I experience are quite, uh, I mean, they're, they're awesome. They're, they're life-changing every single day. Um, I experience something different in meditation. So you're an avid meditator. Talk to me a, a little bit about that. I, you know, I probably, I don't, I don't follow regular meditation techniques. I've invented my, my own over the years because I've been at it for more than 10 years now. Uh -huh. And it, it, it depends what time of day it is. Cause I do, I do visualization and self-hypnosis twice a day. Mm. I meditate to bring me back to center after the gym six, seven times a week. There's type of meditation that I do is when I ask questions, 
I found out I found out last year on an ayahuasca yeah. trip that I have that we all have that capability. It's just that some of us actually access it, some people don't, but I have found a way to get answers to all of my questions. I just well, need to put them I just need to put them out there and be patient. I always obtain questions. Uh, I always obtain the answers. But yeah, it depends. It really, really depends if what I'm doing. So you're saying that when you're in deep uh, meditation or you're in a self-hypnosis session, either one, are you saying once you reach a level of transcendence, meaning that you're just at a level of peace or mm -hmm. bliss, that you're able to, at that point, ask a question or command a manifestation, either one? Oh, I, I don't need to reach anything. I just need to close my eyes to do it. I've, I'm, okay. I've been doing it for so long that... It's just, I've been doing it every day for the past year and a half. Since since the ayahuasca plan showed me how to do it, I've been doing it every day. Wow. But, but you wow. know, this is why I do, be, between you and I and whoever's listening, yes. this is the reason why I do psychedelics is because it expands my meditation practice. There's some, there's some levels of vibration that I've, achieved through meditation a few times in my life let's say five or six times maximum and i never understood what they were until one of my first ayahuasca ceremony i spent maybe in my whole life 15 minutes 20 minutes in that in that state of vibration but mm -hmm. yet my in ayahuasca my second trip was four hours of that same feeling that i've that is ever so eluding but to me that's all it is ayahuasca has helped me so much on my visualization practice it always gives me tricks on how to enhance my vibration how to get access to different different part of my psyche and you know the expression that you are a reflection of the universe if you understand yourself you'll understand the universe this is why this is why i do psychedelics because i want to understand myself and if you know, in the Bible, it says that we were made as we were made in the image of God. That means that if I was made in the image of God, that means I'm part of God. God's part of me so that I am God. So those are all the type of things I do ayahuasca for or psychedelics because I like to connect with the outside world that I don't necessarily get naturally. Or at least I get glimpses of them through meditation see you and i speak the same language so you know i'm gonna dig, <laughs> I'm gonna dig deeper you know i want to i want to know more <laughs> and because Absolutely. i know there is more <laughs> uh, of course there is so ayahuasca so 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 uh, ayahuasca you you you're 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 uh, at some sort of shaman ceremony mm -hmm. or you're, you're somewhere and yeah, you you first drink the drink let's talk mm -hmm. about this let's talk about this you first drink it takes you about 15 20 minutes then what I would start before that because the um, one of the things that I don't necessarily like with the way that people do psychedelics today, mm -hmm. like it, it doesn't matter if it's psilocybin mushroom, magic mushrooms, LSD or ayahuasca. Well, ayahuasca is kind of different because it's not a street yeah. drug. Like you can't find that at your corner, like your dealer doesn't have that. Right. So I find that we we mistreat psychedelics like they're party drugs and i used to do that throughout my teens i've done a lot of psychedelics but i did not treat them with the respect that they deserved so normally an ayahuasca trip will start two weeks prior to the ceremony well you need to meet the shaman first 
because he he doesn't take any just about anybody he exactly needs to make, yeah he needs to make sure that you're in a proper state of mind that you have a purpose you have a reason you have some you have a reason to be there and normally you need to stop for the for two weeks prior you need to stop coffee you need to basically turn your diet into a vegan diet mm -hmm. you have to stop social media stop movies stop really the, the outside world kind of you kind of you don't want any interference uh, when you when mm -hmm. you when you're actually on your trip so you don't want yep. to have those outside outside things in yeah gotcha. absolutely so once you get there he normally does um <clears throat> it's normally a friday saturday sunday so uh -huh. You get on the Friday, a couple hours before the first ceremony. It's normally 7, 7 p.m. There's 6, 12 people. He probably has four helpers with him, on top, like plus his wife. And yeah, you you sit in silence. Your candlelight, the, his place is absolutely beautiful. And where I'm from in Canada, it's legal. Like there's certain churches that are allowed to import ayahuasca out of Peru or Brazil. So his ceremonies are 100% legal. And yeah, you sit there and I'm used to it now. I've done it about 12 times with him. So I, it's not 15, 20 minutes for me. It's more two hours. It takes me a long time for the effect of ayahuasca to hit. Well, most drugs take me a long time, but normally 45 minutes, you'll start feeling something. And the ceremony is normally divided into three servings. So you have your first one's good. Let's let's call the first one the biggest dose. Let's say it's a hundred percent, right? Mm -hmm. Then they're gonna wait about an hour and a half after giving it to you. Normally, most people have been have less have changed their consciousness for at least forty five minutes by then. And he swings again and he gives you he offers it to you. You don't have to take it, obviously, but he offers you fifty percent of the first dose. And then an hour after that, he gives you 25% of the first dose. So you do almost, you do 1.75, like you do 175% dose, basically. Okay. And it it the feeling is very hard to describe because it's one of those, like most psychedelics, it's one of those things that you never know what you're getting into. Yeah. I've been doing this for years and every single time I will be scared shitless before I'm like, Oh man, as soon as I drink it, I'm like, Oh, what did I get myself into again? <laughs> it's, it's always, it's, it's never regret, but it's, you know, if there's one thing that that psychedelics have taught me is that we don't control much outside of our emotion actions and our reactions, we control nothing. And oh. ayahuasca uh, magic mushrooms are the perfect example. Once you consume them, yeah. Your what's going to happen to you does not belong to you anymore. All you can do is accept that you're not in in control and let it happen and hopefully it's a good ride. Hopefully you enjoy what you're going through. You know, and and and, and to piggyback off of that, um, you know, for the writing I did uh for my book that'll be out here soon, I tested um, you know, mushrooms and yep. Without going through that entire thing, everything you said was absolutely correct. But I had a monitor that was with me when I, mm. you know, I, I, yeah. I did mine. And I it almost felt like astral projecting because my body of starts course. to tremble and I could feel my astral body mm -hmm. disconnecting from my avatar. A hundred percent. Yeah. And once that happened, I just... It just seems like I disconnected and then I was able to have all these 4K. I'm talking about as vivid as you could ever imagine. And and I don't want to paint some grand picture, but it was like 4K 
conversations I was having with people that I had had conversations with a week ago, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. man, I was so close to these people's face when I was talking to them. And we, we all looked like we were what four or five dimensional. I mean, it was, and we were just talking. It was so clear. And, um, you know, the, the one thing I remember was I was observing my own ego. It appeared. I mean, I was mm-hmm. talking absolutely crazy to somebody and it made me feel bad. <laughs> you know, it made me feel bad as the observer watching me talk. And I was re- uh, thinking about a book I was reading uh, that talked about coming face to face with your human ego and how to observe it and then how to how to how to kill it, how to destroy it. So, that you know, short and simple, that was my experience with it. And I can just tell anybody out there who's watching um, ayahuasca and uh, philocybin and all that mushroom, that's real. Th- those items are real. and They can take you to a place of healing uh, if you use it for the right purpose. It's it's one of the things that there's a lifelong project or a lifelong. I've been thinking about this for a long time now. And yeah. when I when my businesses pick up and I can just give them away, I don't have to deal with them anymore. This is the next thing I'm going to work on. But there is um, I'd like to help uh, veterans. I'd like to help veterans with their PTSD while providing them ayahuasca or psilocybin in order yeah. for them to face those demons because one of the things that's misunderstood about ptsd and what psilocybin and well psychedelics as a whole allow you to do is when somebody has ptsd that means that they they'll never be able to face what scares them and what creates their ptsd session because they go into the body goes into fight or flight so your brain basically disconnects and you're reliving the memory without your brain being active correct your reptilian brain is just firing, 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 and you have no way of controlling what's going on, nor do you have a way to face it with intelligence, looking at it and say, holy shit, okay. And as we say, the death of the ego, technically, uh, psychedelics destroy, it kind of kills the connection of your prefrontal cortex, where all your information is getting filtered through. It just removes it. You, You see how the brain works under an MRI, it's absolutely astonishing that all the parts of the brains are talking to each other without being filtered through your prefrontal cortex, which where, in my opinion, the ego resides. But it allows PTSD sufferers to actually face their fears with their brain being active, which mm. from the studies that were done at, uh, what's the name of the university? It's... Um, um. There's a book I bought. I, I don't know his name. I, I don't want to butcher his name uh, on the live air, but he worked closely with um, uh, Jada Pinkett. Um, and, you know, Jada Pinkett hosts the show, The Red Table, and they are avid uh, mushroom uh, backers. But I, I know that there's some legislation that's being, um, um, I think it's going to pass uh, so that mushrooms uh, can be used to help with depression uh, and help with PTSD. Um, you know, the founder of GoDaddy, uh, the huge dot com um, tech company, mm-hmm. um, he uh, is one of the main uh, funders of um, um, the, the uh, research for psychedelics. Um, and uh, he microdoses, actually. Um, I microdose. I've been microdose. I've been doing my own pills for years. 
Yeah. It's something that I do four times a week. I follow Paul Stamets as principal Monday to Thursday, then Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. But I've been microdosing forever. If right. it's if you have if you're like me and you have ADHD, microdosing does help with concentrating your mind it's absolutely amazing for, for yes. the people that have never tried it it's tiny tiny doses i normally do uh 0.1 gram so 100 mm -hmm. milligram basically and yep. four times a week and it doesn't buzz it doesn't give you a feeling it doesn't give you euphoria but it kind of mellows everything if you're if you're like me that your brain never stops working it's a godsend. Those microdosing is great. Absolutely. And it's not, it's a natural, it's a mushroom. It's, you know, it's natural. It's not pharmaceutical. Yep. And it's not addictive either. It, it doesn't create an addiction. And, you know, it's, this is why they, this is why it's illegal because there's no money to be made really with this. And everybody mm -hmm. can just grow it at home. This is <laughs> exactly. why you see the pharmaceutical companies don't want this to be legal because how, imagine the day that they start allowing PTSD sufferers to and people that are on their deathbed that are going through cancer. I wanted my dad when he went through cancer to actually do it. And, you know, it's one of the things that's life changing. It absolutely changed your perspective. I've, I've been in the presence of God. Do you really yeah. think I'm scared of dying? <laughs> Death does not scare me at all. I don't want to say I'm looking forward to it, right? but I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. But not really. If that, because I know what's there, life is a beauty. See, maybe that's why. You know what? Maybe that's why I lived my life the way I live it. Because what's the worst that's going to happen is I'm going to die, and I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna live a psychedelic trip for eternity until they decide to bring me back here. But until then, I'll be able to just trip for a long time. So one of the things that you you uh, you are very very strong um, have a th very very strong thought process on. Is that through meditation and visualization um, and self-hypnosis, anyone can mm -hmm. strengthen their connection. But I want to know how do you use, you've been successful in business. Um, how do you use meditation, visualization and self-hypnosis in your day-to-day -day business? Visualization is easy. I, you know, I, I have... I, I've been writing my goals for... Uh, you, you've read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, I've seen that book. I hadn't read it yet. You should, but there's a, there's a part where he speaks about, um, how to kind of self-hypnose yourself mm -hmm. through visualization. Cause there is a connection between your subconscious mind and your mind. Mm -hmm. Subconscious mind normally talks to you through your dreams and it's normally a mix of what you've experienced already. But what the most, the average person doesn't know is that your subconscious mind's job is to do the mundane tasks that your brain does not need to think about. Let's say a door handle is the perfect example. If a door handle is where it should be, you'll never have to look at it. It's only when you, you go for the door handle, it's not there. You're like, okay, this is weird. But this is because your subconscious mind is so used. It has automated so many of your daily process because it knows what matters to you and what doesn't Grabbing you know, one, a handle, one of those mundane tasks is to keep us breathing can keep all our organs ex uh, exactly <laughs> exactly and through self-hypnosis you can talk to your subconscious mind yeah so so let's yes. say my goal setting so right now every year until i reach my goal I will repeat it twice daily, first thing in the morning, first thing at night. And the way it's formulated, I have 
I have something that I want that's tangible. I give myself a specific amount of time. I get, I say what I'm ready to do and how am I going to achieve it? And what are my sacrifice? What am I ready to give up in order to get there? So every day I repeat myself at least twice a day in the morning at night, but you need to feel it. I can tell you what I'm wearing, what it smells like when I succeed. I can tell you who's there, where I am. It's, the, the brighter the image that you can form in your head, the easier it becomes. But the whole point is to tell your subconscious mind what you want. I don't worry about the how. I don't care about the how. I, I know what my goal is. I'll repeat myself what it is so often that I know that it has already happened. It's just a matter of time until I get there, until I meet the present that it happened. My goals are already all done. So this is how self-hypnosis is so important. Just repeat yourself and believe it like it's already happened. So, the, so Nico, are you are you uh, implementing some of these? I mean, you know, we know that you're a coach, also uh, a life coach, a business coach, I presume, and whatever else people need for you to coach them on. Uh, so, so are you using some of these principles uh, with people uh, to 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 move them in a place uh, where they're trying to be or trying to go? You know, it's an interesting question because one thing that I found out over coaching people is that a lot of people that want coaching don't want to necessarily do the work. Yeah. And, a, and a lot of people that want to do the work are yeah. not necessarily open to new ideas. So yeah. it's, I'm, I'm, you know, I would be what you call a workaholic, if you will, and one of the things that most people are not ready to do is things that society has not accepted to be real. So yeah. if I, so if I, if I tell somebody that's never done psychedelics and I'm like, bro, I can teach you how to access a database of information where you can extract any answers you have ever wanted, whatever you want, it's there. I can teach you how to get there. They think I'm absolutely nuts. If I, if I tell to, if I say to someone, start repeating your goals out loud, like a crazy person morning and night, do it as, as soon as you don't need a piece of paper to repeat it, then it belongs to you. Mm -hmm. Then you memorized it. Your subconscious mind knows it. And I guarantee you that that goal will happen. Those type of things will make people back away from most coaching programs. And it's okay because at the end of the day, I don't want to help everybody. I don't waste my time on people, only the people that wants to do the work because it's hard work. The right client. But, yep. Yeah, absolutely. But the doors that it opens, the day that you free up your mind from, see, see this is what puzzles me and I'll never understand is 99.9% .9 of people will never achieve their goals. They will never achieve their dream. They will never live their purpose. They will die regretting their life. I'm yeah. the guy that lives his life to the fullest. I literally left a six-figure job, cashed everything that I had, put it into a bank account, and all I've been doing is investing in my businesses since then. I I built a situation where I cannot go back. It's either I, it's either, there's no failing. I will not fail. There's no way I can fail. It's only going to work. This is how much faith I have in what I do. And I'm the crazy person. See, this is what amazes me. I'm in El Paso. 
right now as a Canadian, I'm on the complete opposite side of North America. Right. I did it with my girlfriend, my dog, while running a business. I'm looking to hire my fifth new pe- my fifth full-time employee now. I've hired five people within the past three months. So and I and I'm the crazy person. Right. And, and you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I love see, it, Nico. <laughs> this is my point. This baffles me. If I I look at people that are crazy and I'm like, oh, shit, I have a lot in common with those people. The way they think, the way they do. I'm like, uh oh, so maybe I am crazy. But it's unfortunate that there's not more crazy people crazy enough to believe in themselves and believe in their dreams. I, You know, I, I applaud you, um, you know, uh, author. uh you know, a successful podcast. Um, you know, we hadn't talked about, um, you know, uh, speaking. Uh, what, what kind of speaking do you do out there? Out there? You know, I just, uh, I used to be a sales engineer, so presentations is something I do every day. Gotcha. But but uh, I did my first men's conference two weekends ago. I met somebody mm-hmm. through a podcast like we're doing right now. Oh, wow. By the end of the podcast, is like, hey, bro, you need to come up. We're having a show in Seattle unfortunately all the keynote speakers have been booked like it's been booked for months right uh-huh. and i'm like no problem i looked i have a bunch of points on my credit card so i look at one of the the flights it was like 250 bucks i'm like to go to a men's conference i'll go no problem i'll go so i sent him my information within an hour he comes back to me he's like bro we i opened the spot i gave my spot away just so that you can host so i just showed up there i started it all and you know, I, I got to say that I was about the only one that does not have a TED Talk. A lot of the guys that were presenting all had TED Talks. So it was, uh, it's a humbling experience that after 12 years of sales, I can still go on stage and say, holy shit, I have a lot to learn. Wow. Wow. Oh, I can, Man, I presented on the Friday. The guys presented. There's a guy that presented on Friday, six that presented on Saturday. They dropped us off at the airport. I think it was 2 a.m. I worked from 2 a.m. to 12 a.m. on a presentation. I built a 35-page presentation because I'm like, I need some work. So wow. it's it's inspiring. I See, this is another thing. For the people that are out there, if you want to be successful, whatever it might be, surround yourself that are smarter than you. Surround yourself yes. with people that are more successful than you, that know more than you. Yes. Look for mentors. Look for people that will actually help you grow. If you're the smartest people in your group, you're not in the right group change group, find more people, find people that will challenge you. Because most people would have seen what happened to me two weeks ago as demoralizing. They're like, holy shit, I was the worst there. In my head, I'm like, there's one of the guys that had a TED talk and he was the best speaker there, came up to me afterwards like, bro, I think you're good for a TED talk. And we're going to do some work him and I, we stayed in touch and we're going to start working on some projects together. But that's just because I took a chance and I went. And and it's all about taking chances. And when you're coaching yep. people, uh, you're trying to have them to have that same mindset. But if if they're not committed, mm. uh, you, let's just even say financially, you got to be committed yep. on that side. But if yep. you're if you hadn't yep. told yourself, I am ready to make a change, mm-hmm. don't bother with high level guys like you and nope. guys that are out here that really really can help you move into yep. a different space in your life. But Nico. It was great to have you. Do you have any parting words that you want to say to the audience? Um, you have any 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 uh, sort of uh, gifts on the website that they can come and and check out and check you out? You know, the website's being redone. It should be finished by the end of next week. So I'm looking forward to that. But all I would say to the people out there is 
Can I swear? <laughs> I was just going to swear. Listen, <laughs> for all the people that are out there, screw what people think. Don't listen to what other people tell you. They're small-minded people. Don't listen to small-minded people. Yes. If you believe that you're meant for greatness, go after it. Be ready to understand that the path to greatness is a solitary path. So all those little minds around you, don't worry about it. They're just background noise. So do you. If you believe you have it in yourself, just do you. Screw what people think. All right. Well, I tell you what, I want you to hang out in the back office. I'm going to go ahead and wrap the show up. Yeah, man. Uh, we've hit our mark. And so hang out with me uh, for me one moment, uh, Nico. Fabulous. Um, you know, uh, Nico Lagan, uh, uh, Lagan, um, this guy is incredible. But when we talk about expansion of consciousness, we talk about all the things, the infinite abilities we possess from within. Look at how Nico has used hypnosis, how uh, Nico has used meditation, you know, how he has used um, a, a lot of different techniques to move him into different purposes in his life. And he says it very, very, very clearly uh, in one of his quotes, without purpose, a man's life is meaningless. And uh, I want to thank you guys for uh, watching another episode of Expansion of Consciousness. And we will see you again um, uh, here in a, the next episode. Uh, we're going to have somebody very special for you. But thank you very much for tuning in. And hey, listen, make sure that you click like and make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just go to Expansion of Consciousness at Expansion of Consciousness on YouTube. Once again, thank you so much. And we'll see you guys later.